Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow by taking action today. My name is Joshua, Joshua Stike. Jo- not yes, Joshua. Can you remember your name? It's Joshua Stike. Joshua Stike. I will, re- I will remind you. And this guy to my left here is our host, Luke Acree. What is up, everybody? I'm feeling pretty good, man. Today yeah. was a payroll day, and I mentioned that sometimes on the podcast. We we payroll days are like <laughs> days that are humbling for you. And I'm sure our uh, person we're going to interview today can, you know have some camaraderie with this because whenever you're a business owner, like payroll day is something that brings you back to reality. Like when you're, when you're in and you're running a business, a lot of times you have your head in the clouds and you're dreaming and you're going a million miles per hour. And then you have to actually do payroll or you got to pay the bills or whatever it is. And you go, Ooh, I need to get back to lead generation. I we are joined making by some money. a very special guest today, Jackie Fisher, who is a realtor with 17 years of experience and Ooh. over 1,500 families served in her business. Jackie's desire is to ensure each and every one of her clients have an unforgettable experience and to become a trusted part of her clients' families, not just another real estate transaction. Her tagline is awesome. Love this. No BS, just honest answers. And she has four keys to her success, which we'll get in here, in here on the podcast. But we actually met Jackie at a conference last year and had a blast meeting her and are super excited to learn how she's built and maintained such a successful career in real estate. Jackie Fisher, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Jackie, it's great to have you. I will tell you, when we met you on the floor of the conference, you were, <laughs> uh, she, guys, she has, and you have she to check out, game. yeah, she yeah. put us on our A game. You have to check out the YouTube video because you'll be able to tell from her energy and her smile just watching it on video, but there's some sass to, Jas, uh, to Jackie, and she really, like, I called her a salesperson at one point when I was talking to her. That was a mistake. She was like, I am not a salesperson. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, but it was an amazing experience because you can tell when someone one loves what mm. they do yeah and then more importantly is really really good yes. at what they do and I'm Confident. not just saying yeah. this because you're on the podcast but it really is true it's a true statement you can tell the people who are authentic yeah and just they they believe in what they do they know who they are they embrace it they don't care necessarily how other people are gonna think about <laughs> what they believe <laughs> she's laughing right now but you get that right away with Jackie and the thing is she's been so successful I mean you did the math 17 years over 1500 homes how many homes a year is that it was 88 transactions 88 on average. I mean, that is incredible. Incredible. So guys, a lot to learn today from Jackie. We're going to dive into kind of how she gets into the business. But Jackie, where we like to start is we always like to ask, you know, if you could introduce yourself to our audience and share kind of your story. You've been doing this for, you know, 17 and you said almost 20 years, I think, as we were talking before the podcast started. Could you share with people? Yeah, so 19th year. So can you share with people how you got into the business and then give us kind of the Cliff Notes version of your years in the business and take us up to the, you know, today and where you're at today and what you're doing? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, So the Cliff Notes version is still kind of a long story, but I'm going to shorten it for you a little bit. Um, So I have owned my own business in one shape, form or another 27 years. And uh, decided I, I actually had a web development business in a past life. Oh wow! And it was horrible. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> it was fantastic until I grew too big and I had to have employees. And then, like you said, the whole payroll slap in the face, the whole like I'm responsible for all of these other people, kind of got me to the point where it became no longer fun, and it was just stress, and it was like day after day of mm. dreading 
having to do this. Um, and you know, we all, we all do what we love and that's what keeps it fun. And so I had a guy walk in, uh, one afternoon and he said, Hey, I'm new in town. I'm going to start this web development company. I heard you're the gal that I'm competing with and I'd like to buy you out. And so I checked for wings and made sure the check was good. Yeah. And, um, and kind of then took a six month hiatus to see like, like, what am I going to do with my life now? I'm, supposed to be sort of grown up. I've got a couple of kids. Like, what, what are we doing? Um, I had been doing web development for all of the local real estate agents. And so knew what was going on, knew what the market was. And okay, so this was like when internet was brand new. MLS <laughs> wasn't on the internet. Like they had websites that were static, basically static, um, like brochures. That's all they had. It mm. was a picture and you couldn't search their listings and you couldn't do any of those things. Uh, when we had a new listing, we had to make photocopies and then you ran all over town to all of the brokerages and like, here's 15 copies of my listings, please show it. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. But it had always irritated me that when we would buy and sell houses, I was doing all the work. Mm. So I shouldn't have to call my agent and be like, oh my gosh, did you see the new house that just came on the market? I'd really like to see it. Um, I shouldn't have to be on the phone and, you know, what did they think of the shine? What happened? Can I get some more information? And so when I decided that real estate was going to be a fit for me, I said, I'm going to set myself apart. Um, I'm going to do those things that other agents don't do. I'm going to be on top of my game. And I started off selling mobile homes in this little town of like 15,000 people. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was a government town. All right. And so the problem became that I wasn't super popular with a lot of agents because I started showing houses on evenings and weekends. And that wasn't a thing. So now, so that wasn't a thing showing homes on the evenings and weekends, right? They just, they had their evenings and weekends to themselves. So I'm like, Oh, you want to see this after five? Great. Like, yeah, you don't have to take off work to work with me. So, um, we were in that town for about another six or eight months. And then we ended up moving to South Dakota's biggest town, which was Sioux Falls. Okay. Um, and I just, you know, I, I just pride myself on doing the things that other agents don't do for people. Um, I treat every single buyer seller like they are the only one I've got at the time. I make sure that, you know, my communication is always on point because when you are a buyer or seller, the first thing that you think of in the morning is why didn't I get an offer today? Or is today going to be the day I find a house and my Mm. niece is coming up pretty soon? And the last thing you think of when you go to bed, you, you know, roll over and look at your person and be like, Oh my God, like what we didn't, nothing happened today. What's, what's, what are we doing wrong? Um, and so I try to make sure that all of my, my clients are answered that same day. I let them know my day ends later than yours, but, um, if you don't want me to call you after eight, you need to just let me know that. Um, you know, other things that I, I've done to become successful is you treat everybody the way you want to be treated. And, you know, it's the old golden rule that your mom taught you when you were, you know, in diapers, like don't treat people bad. You treat people, whether these people were spending 50 grand or 50 million, it's that important to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. That dollar amount is. Mm, That's so powerful. Right. And so I I look at kids that are starting out businesses now and they're, oh, I don't want to do such and such because I only want to be in this area. I only want to be in this upper echelon. You know what? Um, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Everybody, everybody that you run into is facing something. We don't know what it is. They might not be telling us it might not show, but they're facing something. And so let's help them get through whatever part of, of their life or their journey I can be. 
Let's help them get through it with as much respect as we can give them, with as much compassion as we can give them. And, you know, let's make sure that that we've treated them like they own the Taj Mahal, mm-hmm. regardless. Um, that's just always been my thing. And, you know, my, my husband always says, that's why people love you, that's why people love you, because they call you and they're like, hey, like, we don't want to call our parents with this question, but how do we turn this stove on? Or how do we do, you know, whatever. And I'll go <laughs> wow. over and help them. So for me, that's just, that's been the secret is, is you just always treat people the way you want to be treated. And this business, any business, quite frankly, I I don't do this business for the money. Um, I am beyond blessed what I ever, ever thought was possible in any business beyond blessed in my business. But, um, the, the, I use the karma rule, right? You know, uh, you make a snipe remark at somebody and then you trip on the carpet. Huh? And that was karma. You know, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. And so I, I, I work that way. I have always promised my clients since day one, I'll never put you somewhere I wouldn't live myself. Oh, that's um, so, I that mean. It's powerful. It's a guarantee. You're, you're really tapping into, um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the key to starting a business and having a successful business is understanding someone's greatest pain points or their greatest desires. And he and you're touching on that where you're saying, you know, you know, every client has a story. Right. They all have something in a story. And then he talks about creating the third component, which is then you create an irresistible offer for that client. And that's literally what you're tapping into and and how you have differentiated yourself. And it seems simplistic, but one of the things that drives me nuts in the service-based industry is people don't call you back. They don't pick up when you call them. You're left waiting. I thought what you just mentioned there was super powerful for everybody to write down as a golden nugget who's listening to this. You mentioned that your clients wake up every day and they are waking up going, am I going to get an offer today or am I going to find my dream home today? And they're going to go to bed that night because it's all consuming to them. You might have 20 houses that you're trying to sell or that you're trying to work buyers into but they have one house and that just mindset is super powerful. I just want to make sure the audience didn't miss that. But can we talk a little bit, Jackie, about, you know, you've built, you know, a business for 19 years. You've sold 1500 homes or over 1500 homes. And you're talking about your unique differentiator being, you know, how you treat people. So when you look at your business, is the majority of your business coming from what you would call your sphere of influence, your database, your relationships, like your past clients and your sphere? Is that where the majority has come from? Or how have you generated leads? How has it kind of developed for you? How did you end up selling 1,500 homes? I guess is what I'm asking. Um, okay, so before the last year, my answer would have been absolutely yes, entirely. I have not advertised you guys in 15 years. Okay. Mm. I didn't, I didn't have to. Um, I was doing 98% of my business is word of mouth referral. And so what was that percentage again? 98%. 98%. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. And, and that was incredible for me. And it was one of my like really big pride points because nobody says that you can't talk to just average Joe Schmo and have them be like, yeah, oh, gosh, I, I've been advertising here and there and everywhere. And I got out here, like, you know, I'm in a new market now in Colorado. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So 
Uh, oh boy. So I have been working with my past clients. I still farm that market. I still keep in touch with them because they're not just clients to me. These people are family. Okay. Mm. I know when their kids are sick. I know when somebody's having a baby. I know when somebody's getting married. I know, you know, I know all of these things partially because of Facebook. Okay. But also <laughs> because I keep in contact with them. Mm. Um, and when I left, I had a going away party and introduced them to the person that I was trusting to take them to the next level. Oh, so that's powerful. Right. That's a great Why idea. Do that. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, a lot of agents, when they leave a market or when they retire, they have no idea what's going to come next. I structured myself out for five years. Okay. okay. Um, with the person that was going to take over my business. And so I've done a six figure referral business last year. Wow. Um, just from, you know, from back home. And, and I didn't do that because it was going to be good for my pocketbook. I did that because I truly care about these people and I want them to have that next person that they can call and be like, Hey, um, Jackie said you would take care of me now that she's gone. And so that's what I wanted. Somebody that would be a family member to them. And that's why I did that. Um, I don't remember the question you asked me quite frankly. No, you're, no, you're <laughs> good. You, you actually answered it. You said 98% of your homes that you have sold have, has come really from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before we kind of get into, you mentioned, you know, the idea of keeping in touch with people and the life events. I'm really curious because if I was in the audience, I know they would maybe have this question. How did you make the transition, Jackie, to this new agent you entrusted to, you know, or you gave your, you know, clients at that time said, you guys can trust this person. You mentioned it was a five-year process. How did you like, could you run us through some of the technical things that you did? Was it like a letter to your clients that you mentioned there was a, like a party to introduce them, that type of idea. Could you kind of give us a brief overview of how you did that technically? Well, it wasn't a five-year process. Okay. I have a, a contract with that agent for the next five years. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. So when you talk about building the referral business or whatever, it's kind of a, a different stream of income for me now with that. But what I did do is as, okay, so um, to make a long story short, our, our family is out here in Colorado and it's where we wanted to be. And uh, opportunity came up before we knew it was going to, about five years too early, quite frankly. But the reason that um, it came so easy for me to do that is this particular agent and I had an incredible relationship um, from the day we met several, several years ago, six, okay. seven, eight years ago. I believe I was the first transaction he ever did. Oh, wow. Um, I, was, um, I was the selling side and he had the buyer. And um, he had always said to me, you were so gracious with me. Like you, you know, you knew I didn't know what I was doing and you took the step to help. And I, I still do that to this day. I mentor agents. I work with agents. We can only make our industry better. That's awesome. When we help people. Everybody was new at one time, right? Nobody knows everything. We all started somewhere. So why would you not pass on your knowledge? And I'm sorry, I like shiny things. Okay. No, I love um, that. Um, but, but he and I had a great, um, re working relationship as well as that kind of camaraderie where, you know, when you go home at night and you sit down to talk to your spouse or your significant other or your dog or whatever about how the day went, they're not in that business. They're not in those trenches every day. And so they don't quite understand. And from the female perspective, when I sit down and talk to my husband about it, you guys, you want to solve everything. All right. <laughs> I, That's not yeah, true, Josh. Josh just it's wants just to a, solve everything. Yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be the solver. You're supposed to be the fixer. You're supposed to be the, the whatever. Right. <laughs> um, and so I always have to preface it with, honey, I don't need you to solve this. I just need to vent. Okay. But what Brandon was is that we could sit down together, 
have a soda, have a beer, have a coffee and say, oh my God, like how, how do you deal with this? How do you, and bounce things off. And we became trusted confidants for each other as, you know, we weren't on the same team. We worked at the same agency after a while, but mm. it was just that person that you had that you could talk business with. Yeah. Mm. And then what would happen is as I, you know, was, was knowing that this was going to happen, I was going to pick him to take over my database and stuff. I started, you know, introducing him slowly as oh, maybe I couldn't make a showing or he would show up to a listing appointment or a buyer appointment with me just so that they would start to know him. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, we, we set out the invitations and we had the going away party and the introduction party. And we just, you know, come on out and say goodbye. And in the meantime, meet, meet Brandon. He's going to be taking over. He's going to take care of you. He's the female version of me. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I say that, you know, and, and he knows I say that. I'm, I'm more fun to be around. I am a lot cooler, but he's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So do you keep in touch with your database still today yes. uh, from a, you know, touch point standpoint? And how do you do those touch points? Like, is it uh, phone calls? Is it, um, you know, text messages? Is it you're sending a mailer to them? Like, how does that look? Yes, yes, and yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so I try to keep in touch with, with all of them. And you know, that's a, it's a daunting task. So it's either a phone call or it's a Facebook message or it's a birthday video. I like to do birthday videos. So that to, you know, I wish that I could do the canned video and find a way to insert their name at the last minute, but I haven't figured that out yet. So it's a genuine video to them. They're like, Hey, it's Jackie. I just want to send you birthday hugs from Colorado, blah, blah, blah. Awesome. And yeah, the amount of people that respond to that is like, oh my gosh, like anybody can go to Facebook and hit type on your wall and like it takes two minutes, right? But it took a little extra time to do the video, to know I'm thinking of them. Um, I've, I've done, you know, quilts for some of them. I've done prayer shawls for some of them. I've done, oh, wow. it just it depends on what the situation is. But yeah, they're my, they're my family. They're not just clients. And I think that if, if more people understood that and, a client or a customer or whatever your technical term is, when you take these people in and they become a part of your world, like truly a part of your world, I fought cancer twice and these people were right there cheering me on. Okay. Mm. And, and when I came back to work six months after the second time, it was like, I was never gone. Um, it just, the business keeps building itself and I do the right thing and it comes back to me. It's so, so yeah. natural. I mean, you can literally tell just listening to you. It's a natural thing for you. You're not even planning it. It just oozes out of you. Could you like what are some of the like, do you follow up? You send a birthday video to people. Is it life events that you're really touching base with them or do you randomly reach out? Like, that's a question I would want to ask you as an agent yeah. is go, hey, are you just randomly calling people and just going, hey, it's Jackie, yeah, how's life going? Yeah. Or is it planned around life events? Or do it, is it just so natural for you, you don't really care? You just pick up the phone and say, I'm going to call Bob today. You know what? I, I wish I could say that that was what happened, that it was just like, oh, I would pick up the phone. Okay. Right. Um, that was always the intent. That's always been my intent. However, as I'm building out here, and as everybody has, you know, the kids, lives, sports, the yep. whole nine yards, and we're all busy. I make sure that life events happen. Um, I, I hate Facebook, and I know that it's never going to go away, and it's a great way to keep in contact. Um, but there's where you find your life events, and you find out, you know, who, who came down with cancer since you checked in last, and, you know, what's happening with their kids, and uh, somebody got a promotion. And so that's a great way for me to, to, for me to touch base. So it, it's life events. 
It's uh, once a quarter with something of some sort. It's Christmas magnets and postcards. And, you know, now my, my, uh, what I'm, my challenge that I'm kind of facing right now is to remind them that even though I'm now in Colorado, I'm still available to them. I can still help them. And I find that I've had a couple of them reach out this last year and be like, oh, I wish you were still here. This is what happened. I had one of them that, you know, I, I can't get involved in a transaction I'm not involved in. But from a friend's standpoint, I could have said, you know, if you did this, this, and this, mm. things might turn around. And when they did this, this, and this, it saved them $13,000. Oh, now, wow. I, I did that because they were past clients and they were friends and, you know, they weren't friends before they were past clients. But I just, I don't know. Do you remember, are you guys old enough to remember WYSIWYG? You mean like the uh, editor? On like what? websites, she's rolling her eyes at us. I feel so old right now, but WYSIWYG was an acronym for what you see. Yeah, what is you what see you is what you get. get. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the editor yeah. on like websites, what you see is what you get. Yeah, that's exactly what I yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah, that's what you meant, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, I I describe myself like that to people, and I get that stare usually, that blank like what? Um. But I describe myself that way to people because I don't. You know what? I don't care a whole lot. Like <laughs> I told you, <laughs> this is this is gonna sound really bad, but I really don't have this facade that I put on every day when I go to work. Yeah. Like this is me. You like me or Genuine. you don't. Right. But that's what makes you that's so crazy. good. Right. That's a golden nugget for people that are listening to this. Like yeah. the most successful people are. That's where themselves. the trust comes from. Yeah, right? it's, it's yeah, it's authentic, and you attract the the tribe of people that like you. You attract the tribe of people that have the same vibe as you, I should say. And, and I mean, that's that's the truth. And that's and, how you and build how do you turn that into business. ROI? 98% of your business comes from yeah, those people. Yeah, it comes from like, those people, those referrals. That's how, that, that's how that works. So a uh, question in terms of kind of generating repeat and referral business, is that something that I know, obviously, the relationships that you build, people are naturally referring you. Do you do you? We kind of have two schools of thought, it seems like, on the podcast when guests come on. Some say mm -hmm. you have to ask, you have to build the systems to enable it. Some say, no, you have to provide the best experience so that people are compelled to refer you. Which kind of school do you kind of lean towards? Uh, yes. Yeah, both. <laughs> All yes. of them. Okay. Well, because, and I, I had hoped that we might talk about that because I heard that on one of the podcasts just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And you guys were talking about... You know, yeah, the customer experience is one thing and your goal as a customer service provider, whether you're in real estate, whether you are in lending, insurance, or you work at the grocery store, right? Your goal in customer service ought to be that everybody can't wait to tell somebody about you. Yeah. Okay. Now that used to be the way it was. Like people hear the word house. They see somebody looking at a house magazine. Like, oh my God, you got to call my gal. Here's her card. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to call Jackie. All right. So that's, that's what I was used to. Now, here I am in my new market. And yes, I'm providing the most, the uh, most amazing customer experience I can. As a matter of fact, I have three new buyers that I signed yesterday and two of them are from referrals. Wow. Which means that I that's am great. getting that rolling here. But as I'm here now starting over, I do have to ask and I don't go a day without asking. Hmm. Um, it, it's one of those things you shake a hand, you talk to somebody, you have a sincere conversation. And I leave every single one of my conversations right now in this period of my life. And I say, Josh, who do you know that I can call today that's looking you know, to buy or sell? Mm. Who do you know, Luke, that I can help today? Mm. Um, because they may not always think about it. Yeah. And once I've gotten trained as my advocates, as my sales force, 
it, it changes. But there are times when it is appropriate to ask and when you do have to ask because they may or may not know. Um, you know, I, I, I pride myself on when I go to the grocery store, if Katie checks me out, I'm calling her by name. I'm making sure that, you know, it's, it's a personal thing. And I always carry, this is not a plug for any particular coffee shop, but <laughs> I just carry a, a certain, um, I carry $5 gift cards with me. And, and it's, it's a green me. logo with the, yeah. uh, a mermaid. <laughs> and a mermaid or something. Yeah, like something like that. Um, I just, I, hey, thanks for, for great customer service. That's awesome. That is a great idea right there, ladies and gentlemen. Like that's worth the whole podcast. Little $5 gift cards. Yeah. To give for, I mean that that could make someone's whole day. That's awesome. It'd you make my day. Put your business card in with them. I would yes, like to meet yes, you. Yes, put exactly. your business card yeah. in with them. I'm coming out to Colorado yeah. for a <laughs> Starbucks. Card. For a Starbucks. Let's do it. We have a couple. Andrea's saying the same. So. <laughs> I love it because here's someone that super successful in a market, built their business, now has transitioned to a brand new market, and they're asking. They're asking people for referrals. And that's my belief. My belief is you don't get it if you don't ask, meaning like you have to train people. And I always coach people that the first time you ask, don't expect to receive necessarily. It's awesome if they give you one. But what you're doing is you're getting the thought in their mind. You're, you're training them. Right. And every time you call them now and do a touch point, that thought comes back up. And, and I hate to say it, but there's more and more pressure every time you talk to them because they really want to give to you. They want to see you succeed. Yeah. They want to reciprocate. Well, the psychology there is you're going to be, you know, it, doing that in repetition, but then also providing like, the personal relationship yes. that you're providing, Jackie, they're going to be thinking about that in between those interactions. So the next time you do ask, they're going to be closer to ha- being mm-hmm. ready to have that name. They're going to be looking for those clues that they wouldn't normally look for. That's where the repetition well, really know, plays in. I've got a new agent who um, is looking through some scripting and, and I, I'm not a fan of scripting. Okay. I understand that your life becomes an entire script. Uh, somebody told me that a few weeks ago and I'm like, damn it, she's right. Um, so you had to kind of think through that, but I had a new agent call me and he's like, okay, I'm making these phone calls and I'm calling these people that I haven't talked to in a while and I'm not getting any referrals. And I said, okay, what are you saying? Um, you know, he gave me a script and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't give you anything either. Mm, okay. Wow. Because you just called me and said, Hey, like everything in my life became more important than you for the last year, but now I started a new career. Could you give me some business? And I said, so instead, why don't you do this? Why don't you make your first call be, you know, Hey Bob, it's so-and-so. Um, could you make a call back today? It's really important. Okay. And then when they, cause they're going to call you back, right? You've created that. You've put that seed in there. They're going to call you back. And when they do, it's, Hey Bob, I just, you know what? I've been thinking about you and I just want to see how life was going. Wow. Like I've been busy and I apologize for not being in contact. Can you just let me know how things are going for you? Okay. That's extremely tangible. Dude, I hope someone's writing this. I guess we have it recorded, but write this down. That is a great blog right there. (laughs) We'll give you credit, Jackie, but that's awesome. (laughs) So then let me ask you this, Jackie. You said you were obviously giving this advice to a new agent that you were coaching, you know, and helping them with their script. What other advice would you give new agents Because, you know, we have a lot of people in the audience that have just started out their career in real estate. Like my brother's just two years in to his real estate business and he's trying his biggest pain point just to give you an idea is he's having a lot of success, but he feels like he can't replicate it. Like it's constantly like on the hamster wheel. Like I think I had an unbelievable year. Like he closed 78 deals this past year. And he's like, he said, I had a phenomenal year, but it's like, 
I don't feel like I really built the system. I don't feel like I really, like I feel like I'm going into this next year and I have a system, but I'm just not positive. Every day seems a little different. And that's his big struggle. What advice would you give to new agents? So, okay. Um, there's a lot of things. The first one is, uh, can you start for six months? Okay. Um, and everybody always says that. And if you don't want to be average, so if you're above average, you're going to close your first deal at three months in. Um, I would, I, I give them this advice point blank. Find yourself a good mentor. Okay. Um, and find somebody who's willing to help mentor you, not because they're making money mentoring you, but because they have a genuine interest in helping you succeed. Mm. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, follow what others are doing. All right. Um, they, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, but here's what, what's your brother's name? Uh, Steven. Steven. So what I would say to Steven is, you know what, here's, here's the deal, Steven, you are going to be on this roller coaster for the rest of your life. All right? you are gonna, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's like ebb and flow. Okay. And you always think, oh, next year it's going to be better next year. You don't know. But if he did 78 deals in his second year, he's doing something right. So don't worry about him. This is like, people are going to hate that I'm going to say this because people sell systems all day long, right? Yeah. Every day. Don't worry about the systems. Do what's right. Help people. And the rest comes to you. Set yourself a goal. You know, I, I had a goal one year. I wanted to pay for my daughter's tuition in cash. My folks never had anything. They just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do that for my kids. So, all right, here's what tuition is going to cost. Boom. There is nothing that gets you going. Um, and, and I don't want to say like you're, you're, you're out there chasing the dollar, but there's nothing that promotes you better than, than having a goal like that. Yep. I agree. So it now becomes, right. It now becomes you went in to pick up your coffee that morning, or I spend a lot of time at coffee shops. Okay. Um, but you, <laughs> don't judge. Um, you went in to pick up your coffee that morning and it became rather than just running in and grabbing your to go order, you stopped and saw Jessica's name on her apron. And you might chit chat just a minute, thank her for like the little extra bit of foam or whatever she did to your coffee special. And hey, by the way, Jessica, just so you know, I'm in real estate. Do you happen to know anybody looking to buy or sell? All right. It takes the hustle up just a notch when you have that next goal. But real estate is always going to be ebb and flow, ebb and flow. People told me that I would have all this time off from October through December. I never have. Okay. <laughs> and you didn't do it this year either because remember, while everybody else is sleeping, I'm taking your market share. Yes. Right. No. I am still out there hustling. That's People awesome. People still need to buy houses. And so, I, you know, I, I love that. And I can, you know, testify to that. And I know, Josh, you could too. Even in our business, which is a sales and marketing company, right? And, and we work with tons of different industries. Every year we, you know, we have a better year than we did the year before. And it's still, we walk into the next year going, what the heck are we doing? I, I shouldn't say right. that to everybody on this podcast. But the truth is, it's just, it is. It's like, it's this, it's just the life. It's like, you're never going to have it all figured out. And the problem is the unknowns. Yeah, what I'm hearing from you, Jackie, though, is it's, you're very principle based. It's, yes. It's everything's, yeah. it's not necessarily, and I think there's multiple paths to success and you can build the systems and stick to the systems and live within that framework. But you are definitely driven, it sounds, by your principles and, and talking about, you know, treating people the way that you want to be treated. Reach, stopping at a, at a coffee shop and learning the person's name, even, even repeating back to uh, Luke's brother's advice. Hey, what was his name again? Steven, you know, yep. taking that, it's, it's very principle driven. I think that's another thing for people to think about and take away from this is there's a great book also I'm reading right now about, called Principles by Ray Dalio. And his whole, his whole point in writing yep. that book 
was being able to lay out this framework for creating your principles. And it can be a very long and thought through process because your goal is to get them to a point where you can share them with others, which is what you're doing now. But take it back to to the day to day. What are what are some things that you that you do every single day in your normal routine that you feel really are are driving your success? Well, you know what? I wish I could look you guys straight in the eye and say I work out every day. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. You yes, know. you do. It's a freaking goal. Me okay? too. I'm doing, this, I'm doing the squat challenge right now. But other than that, what I do every day is... Um, okay, so in this business, if I can't sleep at night, there's something wrong. And so what I do every day is, first off, it's, it's about gratitude. And just remembering, like, I've cheated death three times, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, I know, you know, and I'm not a Bible thumper, but I know why I'm here, okay? For some reason, I've been put back every single time and come back stronger and, and continue to impact people's lives, and I'm not really sure exactly how all that happens. But taking the time to remember, I woke up this morning. And for a lot of people, that's a for granted thing. But when you've been, you know, I, I spent months in the ICU, you know, wow. and just waking up and being like, oh, okay, whew, all right, we're here for another one. Let's do this, right? Um, you you hear all the time the people that, like, you got to fake it till you make it and choose to be happy and choose. I really do live by that. Like, I could, I could wake up crabby every day, but what's the purpose, all right? Um, and, like, when you talk about going into the coffee shops, I intentionally every single day will find somebody and get a smile. I feel like, especially our service industries, a lot of those people are so overlooked in, in how fast we're moving through this world and how much technology there is. You know, you go to a coffee shop and all you see is, I don't have my phone with me, but right, everybody's just like looking at their phone. And if you just took a time, a moment to, you know, talk to Jessica or whoever, she might be having a really a crap day. I was going to say something else. I stopped myself. Um, she might be having just like a really terrible day. I will tell you, um, so it's my genuine purpose every day to find somebody, maybe multiple somebodies. I try to talk to 20 to 25 people a day, wow. not always about business. Um, I like to end about 20 of my conversations with, hey, thanks for talking to me today. Who do you know that I can help? Okay, Dude, Guys, that's but, another golden nugget right well, there. Well, you say this all the time. I got to point that yeah. out. Yeah, it's yeah. your routine. She's using her social yeah. routine in her life to literally build her business. It's amazing. I will tell you, um, the other thing that I do purposefully is if somebody does, you know, everybody goes online and bitches and moans when somebody does something wrong. Yep. My food was cold, blah, 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 whatever. Okay? I make it purposeful to tell people when they've done something right to uh, and, and to call over a manager and be like, hey, we have the best service we've ever had from Dan today, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Um, I don't know if he gets kudos for that. I don't know if, you know, what happens on his end, but somebody needs to tell them because somebody before them might've had a bad day and taken it out on him. I'm going to tell you, um, uh, if I can, I have this little thing that happened to me at the dollar store. Uh, I do really weird stuff. I went reverse trick or treating. And so I went to the dollar store and I bought like all these animal crackers and paper bags and some, uh, Suckers. So it was animal crackers because the real estate market's a jungle out there. And it was suckers so you didn't get suckered on your next deal. That's right? awesome. And so I had all of this and the man behind me, he said, wow, you really like animal crackers. And I'm like, oh, no, this is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Introduced myself and we started chatting. He had a rough go of it. He just had a pacemaker put in. He had um, the colon cancer, blah, blah, blah. 
lost his house. Like it was a, it was a pretty sad story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I shook his hand. I said, I'm going to pray for you, Ron, and I hope that you have a great day and blah, blah, blah. And I left and I just realized I say blah, blah, blah a lot. Um, that was only so, twice. I, I've been counting. That's <laughs> twice. Yeah, you're good. So I left that day thinking nothing more of it than I had, you know, met this guy. Went out, did my reverse trick or treating. I trick or treated 122 people that day. What is reverse? Um, tr- I'm sorry. What is reverse trick or treating? Did I did I miss? Oh that? my gosh! You have got to come out. We have got to get together. <laughs> no, I'm glad um, you asked that. So I didn't know. My kids are adults now, so we don't go trick or treating anymore. Okay. But what I did is I put those bags together, and then I had my business card and. Don't be scared of the real estate market. I'm here to help you. I'll help you get through the jungle, blah, blah, blah. See, there it was again. Um, and then what I did is I went to um, a busy retail center, and I'd stop people, and I'd just be like, hi, my name's Jackie. Can I talk to you for a minute? Da, 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 da. We talk. Um, I said, I'd like to reverse trick or treat you. Here's some information. Don't get suckered on your next deal. I know it's a jungle out there. <laughs> That's so um, awesome. Oh, That's I got creative. kicked out of Xfinity for doing that. They have a That's, that skinny, should be your goal. So. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that yeah. You know, you're doing something right enough to get kicked out. Yeah. Um, but this guy that I met at the dollar store, like three weeks later, he was following me on social media. And he sent me, it's just one of those things like you see somebody types up, oh, this kid was walking home from school and somebody stopped and helped him and pick up his books and he was going to go home and end his life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this guy sent me a message like one of those and I shared it with my office mates because it felt like a lot of pressure. But what he told me is he said, you know what, your genuine smile, your willingness to shake my hand and talk for a minute and the fact that you offered to pray for me gave me some hope. That's awesome. That is so Um, awesome. And so... I just know that, that those people, when you are genuine and, you know, you can talk to 20 people a day, you can, you can talk to 10 people a day, but make it genuine. And what does it hurt to make somebody feel good about themselves or have them smile or, and that's just how I do my business. And people remember me for that, I guess. That, yeah, that's amazing. So I have to ask you to, before I ask you the last question for this podcast, I ask, have to ask you the name of your dog. So you got to introduce them. So this is a teaser for all the, he's adorable. All the audio listeners can go to youtube.com slash reminder media and you can see this dog has been so sleeping is, in the background. Aspen. I'm going to, can I tilt this down yeah, a little tilt, bit? Yeah, tilt it down. Okay. Here, Aspen. Come here. Now, did you name her Aspen before moving to Colorado or did you get her when you moved? Uh, we've had her for only a few months. Okay. Can you see her okay? We can. Uh, she's beautiful. Um, so she's really skittish. Um, so this is Aspen. And she's about a 50-pound little pity girl. Um, she's a mix. Yes. She's adorable. Um, you guys got to go to YouTube and check this out. <laughs> we we rescued her a few months ago from the Pikes Peak Humane Society. That's awesome. Um, in Colorado Springs. And she's come a long ways. Um, she was beaten. Aww. And... Now she lives as a total princess. And so, um, yeah, she's, now she's that, funny. That's awesome. That's near and dear to my heart. My wife and I rescued a dog. About, it's almost been about two years now as well. So I think that's uh, that's amazing. It's also a great way to connect with people. I never knew how much you could connect with people over animals. So it's just a great right? way to connect with people. It's amazing. All right, Jackie. So I have two more questions for you, and then we're going to wrap up this podcast. The first question is... You really chastised me on the conference floor. It was pretty hilarious. Got me on my toes. I love it. I love it when I get challenged. I'm like, ooh, I need to be on my A game. When I called you a salesperson, explain to the audience why you reacted negative, you know, jokingly, but negative to that. Because I thought that was a powerful Mm -hmm. lesson what you shared with me on the the conference floor. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty powerful too. Um, because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's what connected us. Um, and so, uh, the reason that's, I'm, I shouldn't say offensive, okay? But the reason that I jumped down your throat when you called me a salesperson is. <laughs> and she I, did. She almost smacked me. <laughs> it was close. It was close. Um, but you recovered well. Um, so the thing is, is that I, I think the salesperson just implies that that's all you're about mm. is making the sale. Right. Um, I have never sold a house based on what the commission is. I don't really care. And and the thing is, is I know that's bad from a business standpoint. Everybody tracks their numbers. What's your you know gross? What, sure. I find out at the end of the year. OK. But my thing is, is that my goal is to help that buyer or help that seller. And, you know, if I'm out there to help them, I'm not in it for the sale. And so that's why I kind of got like, oh, I hate it when I don't want to be like used car salesman, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, if you look at like the trust level, it's used car salesman, lawyer, realtor, right? <laughs> I'm there to bust that up. I want to get out of that, that um, list. But for me, it's, it's about helping people. And so that's why I kind of jumped down your throat. Yeah. A salesperson to me is that agent that calls you and goes, oh, is that all you're paying on the buy side? Like, I'm not going to show. No, I, I totally agree with you, Jackie. I think, you know, I understand, like I have the two schools of thoughts. Like I believe real estate agents are salespeople because, you know, there's, I think salesperson is not a negative word. It's actually a skill set. But I think we as humans, we've made it negative because we've made it about our sale, ourselves. But I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think Josh made a great point about you live your life on these principles. And one of the yeah. hardest things to do in life is to do things without your own benefit in mind. And I literally just posted this on my Instagram. So it's kind of crazy how we're doing this podcast after this thought was already going through my mind. But to do something that doesn't benefit you at all is so hard for a human being to do. But yet, every time I've done it in my life, you call it the karma, you know, that comes back, it returns tenfold. And when you build a business that truly is about solving a pain point for somebody or providing value, the byproduct of that is sales. The byproduct of that is this growth commission that you're having that comes in, the money. that I mean, it just literally, you don't even have to worry about it because you're right. just focused on providing that value. So I, I totally agree with you. So here's my last question for you, right? And it's a deep one. So you're going to have to think about this one. What would you go back and tell younger Jackie, knowing what you know yet now, 19 years in the business, over 1,500 homes sold, what would you go back and tell younger Jackie? You know, um, so I made it a point all the way through my career. I never missed a kid's event ever. And I still stand by that. Families first. Um, but I would tell myself, take better care of yourself mm. and make yourself a priority so, like, when I said I wish I could tell you guys I worked out every day, like, seriously, it's a goal. It's been a goal for, I don't know. 20 I'm years? I'm not going to tell you how many years. Let's <laughs> go 20. Let's go 20. Uh, that's, a, that's so kind of you. Um, but it's been a goal for a while. I would just tell people set boundaries sooner. Like, I don't, I very rarely, if ever, work Sundays anymore. Best thing I ever did. Yeah. So, mm. set your boundaries sooner. Remember, you teach people how to treat you. And so... You know, when you sit down with your buyer or your seller for the first time, if you're not going to answer your phone after 8 o'clock at night, they need to know that. If you don't pick it up before 9 in the morning, they need to know that. If you um, – I have family dinners with my, my kids on this particular evening. I'm not available. You know, set the boundaries earlier. Don't do the 24-7. Think that you can't have a life when you have real estate. 
Um, it's everybody laughs when, when you say, why'd you get into real estate? And somebody will answer, Oh, I wanted more free time. You know, I'm like, when the hell did that ever happen? Um, we don't have control of our schedules, so to speak. Right. And, and that's, I think we're in a service industry and we have to just know that from the front. You got to take care of those people. You got to help in any way you can. I love that. You can't take care of anybody else if you haven't taken care of yourself. That's the, yeah. that's the honest truth because you give what, yeah. you know, how much energy you have, you can give back to the world. So if you're not investing in yourself, you're going to fall apart. So I love that advice. Great message. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Jackie. We really Thanks appreciate it. Me. Before we close, uh, let everybody know how they can connect with you. So um, I'm out there in a lot of different places. I'm new to social media, so don't judge when you go check it out. <laughs> um, but I'm on Instagram at Jackie Knows Real Estate. I am on Facebook as Jackie Fisher Realtor. And my web address is JackieKnowsRealEstate.com. You can email me at JackieSellsColorado at gmail.com. And if it's permissible, my phone number. It is, is permissible. Yeah, you give it. Yeah. All right, 719-600-8513. Text, awesome. call, whatever. Love it. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for making yourself available to our listeners. I'm sure that they can yeah. learn a lot from you. And based on what you said in this interview, you will be happy to build a relationship. With you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Except for the crazies out there. Crazies, stay away. Well, <laughs> it takes a while to boundaries. find out. Boundaries. We need crazy. boundaries. I'll send those guys right over to you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today here on Stay Paid, please go onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating, make sure to leave a comment. You can also find our podcast in video, including this one, where you can see Aspen hanging out in the background with Jackie there for the for the majority of the of the episode there at youtube.com slash reminder media or staypaidpodcast.com. Make sure to tell someone else about the podcast today. It really helps us spread the word. And if you'd like to get a hold of me or Luke, please email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can check out Reminder Media on social media. We are at Reminder Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. Jackie, thank you so much. It's just amazing to kind of hear your story and the principles that have guided your life. I have a lot of camaraderie with a lot of things you believe, very similar to what I believe. And I think the action item for this podcast, because, you know, the purpose of Stay Paid is not to just give you guys great, you know, content, but it's really to give you actionable items that you can turn around, practice in your life, and start seeing results. And the actionable item, I think, that's really, really tangible and neat, and I really want want to try myself is I challenge each listener to go buy $25 worth of $5 gift cards to a local coffee shop and give that to somebody and give it to somebody. Don't even ask them like, you know, for a referral necessarily, but just give it to them, have a genuine conversation and watch the power of that in your life, in your own life. You'll get way more than $25 in return of just blessings of just giving to somebody and making their day. But then let them know what you do and then what you're about, but that you just care about them and you appreciate the service. I think that is such a powerful action item that you can take away from this podcast. Remember, guys, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in any industry is top producers take action. So take action on something that you heard today. Take action on some of the principles that Jackie has talked about. Put it into action and watch your life change. 